Welcome to the Thriving in the Kingdom podcast with me, Vincent Kodongo. This is a place where you learn how to function in the kingdom of heaven with optimal fruitfulness through the application of its timeless principles. We've been speaking about favor, and in the recent uh, past, uh, we have been speaking about uh, unlocking the favor of God. That is the keys, kingdom keys for unlocking the favor of God. We know that the favor of God was given to us as kingdom citizens when Christ uh, uh, came. He ushered a dispensation of favor. But there are keys that we need to unlock that favor from the spiritual realm into our lives in the natural realm. And we have been speaking about, uh, uh, or rather we have discussed uh, five uh, keys uh, to unlocking favor. In our last episode, I spoke about uh, 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 asking uh, God for favor as one of the keys and the other the other key was about uh, aligning your life with uh, God's purpose uh, direction and timing so in today's episode we will continue by discussing the sixth key the sixth key to unlocking favor and the sixth key is this <clears throat> is that you should embrace the kingdom culture of honor embrace the kingdom culture of honor that's the sixth key to favor Um, to honor someone means to treat them or regard them with special attention and respect that is according to the Collins dictionary it says to honor someone means to treat them or regard them with special attention and respect in essence it is to esteem somebody highly, <clears throat> having recognized, recognized their value. So you esteem, esteem them highly. You recognize, you recognize uh, uh, the value they offer and, treat them, and even give them special attention. Some dictionaries say that uh, uh, you do this especially in a public sense. That's an aspect, dimension of honor. Every kingdom's kingdom has a distinct culture expressed within its territory. This is also true in the kingdom of heaven. One of the components of the culture of the kingdom of heaven is honor. See them that we have a culture that is distinct in the kingdom of heaven. And one of the aspects of that culture, one of the, the, the components of this culture is honor. That's why we are calling it the kingdom culture of honor. The scriptures command us to honor the Lord and and men, especially those in authority. So there's a, uh, there's a sense of honoring God and also honoring men, especially persons who are in authority, persons to whom whose authority we are required to submit to. But we also just require to honor all men. Uh, in the sense that in terms of treating them or regarding them with respect and special attention as, a, as per the definition. And how do we honor God? There are two, two things that I'll speak about that. Uh, the first is that you on, we honor God by obeying his commands. Because you see, uh, the Lord is God. Yeah? He's the, the creator of the universe and of everything in the spiritual realm. Uh, he is the author of our existence. He owns us. He leads everything. He is eternal. He is a, is a everlasting king. So we are supposed to recognize that position that he has. Uh, and so that when God speaks to us, uh, 
as kingdom citizens especially and even generally as mankind we are supposed to obey <coughs> because the king's word is law when god is speaking to us he's not suggesting <coughs> he is uh, giving us a command to obey what he says in his written word and when he gives us direction by his spirit <coughs> uh, that is not contrary to scripture because god will never give you direction that is contrary to scripture <coughs> so so obeying his commands is the first way in which we honor god and the thing is that the first of the four of the that the first four of the 10 commandments eh, that were given to the israelites through moses eh, uh, set out the guidelines for honoring god in the in the old testament and actually this is summarized now in uh, the New Testament as loving the Lord our God with all our hearts, mind and soul. Jesus also told his disciples, if you love me, you will obey my commands. Yeah, so, and the rest of the commandments are about honoring man. Uh, if you, if, and they're summarized in terms of loving man. Jesus summarized the two commandments to be, love the Lord your God with all your might, heart and soul, you know, and strength, you know, uh, but it also speaks about, uh, uh, loving your neighbor as you love yourself it summarizes that so if we go back and see what was the component of the what god uh, referred to as loving him but now in the context of our discussion today about honor <coughs> of obedience to his commands the first four commands what are they according to exodus chapter 20 from verse 1 to eight, this is what they say. They say the Bible says, says, and God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. That's the first commandment. The second is, <clears throat> you shall not make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything in heaven above above or uh, above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below you shall not bow down to to them or worship them for i the lord your god i am a jealous god punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me but showing love to, to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments that was the first commandment the, 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 the first then is we go to the uh, 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 the, the we go to the other commandment which says that you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his com his, his name so it's not about uh, it's about not misusing God's name that's another dimension of dishonoring God uh, the other the other one is remember the verse 8 says remember the sabbath sabbath day by keeping it holy six days you shall labor and do all your work but the seventh is a sabbath uh, to the lord your god on it you shall do any work neither uh, you shall you shall not do any work neither you nor your son or your daughters nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For in six days uh, the Lord made the heavens and the and the earth and the sea and all that is in it uh, is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So you look at these commandments uh, that the were given to the Israelites in the Old Testament. Uh, they're about God, about like like 
are dedicating the Sabbath day to Him. Now that's uh, spending quality time with God and prioritizing God. The, the other one is about not misusing His name. There's the other one about not making any idols, not having any other gods be, besides Him, you know. So the, the, the thing is, uh, uh, if we don't do these things, we dishonor God. Yeah, we dishonor God. It summarizes, of course, in the New Testament where we have uh, the dispensation of grace. Huh? That when we love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, you know, then we are not going to do things against God because Jesus said that if you love me, you will obey your commands, my commandments. Huh? So the proof of uh, the loving God, honoring God, is obeying His commandments. And the thing is, like, remember, we we're speaking about honor as a key for unlocking favor. And you see that in terms of obedience, you find like if you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 to 13, you see God uh, uh, making promises to the Israelites uh, and speaking about uh, listing quite a number of blessings uh, uh, there. You can, re- you can read it at your own time, uh, but there are quite a number of uh, blessings listed uh, uh, in uh, Deuteronomy. But I like the way the chapter starts uh, by saying in verse 1 and 2, it says, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations. You see, that's already a blessing, again, an elevation, yeah? fever. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. And then all the blessings are listed. You can read them up to verse 13, quite a number of blessings. Eh? So in the New Testament, you speak about if we are going after God, everything that God has said and every dimension God has asked of us or every every direction the Spirit gives us, if you do that, God is, is going to keep on lifting us and pulling us up and, and entrusting more, uh, unlocking more blessings into our lives. Uh, so obedience is uh, an, an expression of uh, honor of God and therefore a key for unlocking favor within this context of honor. <clears throat> and the other aspect of honoring God is giving, worshiping him, uh, giving him worship because he's, uh, he's Lord, he deserves worship, he's a king, he deserves worship. Uh, and uh, this can be in the form of an uh, offering or maybe praise and praising him or, or uh, uh, extolling his name, you know, just giving him, expressing reverence to him. Worship, expressing worship to to to, to him, and the scriptures uh, uh, give many illustrations, like in the Old Testament, even prescriptions of worship. Uh, but uh, uh, one verse we can read today is uh, Proverbs chapter three, verse nine to ten. It says, "Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crop. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing." and your vats will bring over with new wine. So he's saying, if you honor God with what you're giving, if you decide to give tithe out of reverence, not from a legalistic perspective, because you're not, uh, uh, we're not under, under the, the, the righteousness by the law. So we're not giving it uh, in order to, unrighteous, to, to become righteous, huh? because we are righteous through the blood of Jesus, but you can give tithe, you can give uh, offering in generosity, you can even give sacrificially or give whatever God has asked you. So he's saying like, but he's, he's now bringing the aspect of like giving as an expression of honor to the Lord because giving is a form of worship. And saying if you honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your holy crops, then your bands will overflow, will be filled and to overflowing and your vats will bring over with new wine. So you see, there's a blessing for honoring God with our substance.
without substance. Huh? So that's another a key for favor. Uh, uh, and it is important to note that authentic honor to God is a matter of the heart. It is not just mere uh, expression of religious gestures. Huh? It's a matter of the heart. And God himself raised this with the Israelites. Huh? In uh, Isaiah chapter 29 verse 13, uh, it says this. It says, the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is made up of rules taught by men. You see, so he's saying they worship me with their lips. They honor me with their lips. The, the people come to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. You see, so so they're using rules taught by men. So the thing is, uh, God is after the heart. He looks at the heart. heart. And so our hearts have to be sold out to him. That's why the commandment says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, you know, and, and even might, you know. So the thing is, we are supposed to to be our honor to God, our expression of worship, our obedience to his commands needs to be from the heart, not from a legalistic point of view like the Pharisees. And uh, we should be sincerely pursuing God, pursue, being, being like what I said earlier as one of the keys of the favor, being people after God's heart. So our honor should be from the heart, not just mere expressions of words or religious gestures. No one else and nothing else should be exalted above God in our lives. If we do that, we are dishonoring God. He should be the priority of our lives. There is a great blessing in making God the priority. Because we seem to, most of the time we find that people relegate God to the back of their lives. And they say because you become you, you, have, uh, you, you present yourself as being so busy, busy with work, busy with family, busy with uh, looking for money, busy with uh, even in quotes ministry, yeah, trying to preach to people. And all these things are things that God has uh, wants us to, to do. He wants us to work. He wants us to take care of our families. He wants us to lead. He wants us to, to be involved in ministry. But he wants he, him to be the priority. He doesn't want even your spouse to be, the pri to be, to be lifted above him. He wants to be the priority as the person you know, that you, you connect within. You put him a, a, ahead of uh, every everything. And then now after that, you can have now your spouse, then your children, then other relationships, and then things like ministry and work, you know, and other things. Eh? See, so so, so, so it's, you have to be a person whose heart is after God and you prioritize. Eh? In a broad sense, eh? uh, we can also include, of course, serving God in other in different uh, aspects we are involved in, uh, in the marketplace, in church or wherever, and even in the family. So this is what the scripture says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, just demonstrating the value of, uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, going after God, of God being our priority. It says uh, in verse, uh, Matthew chapter 6 from 31, verse 31, it says, uh, <clears throat> to 33, it says, uh, So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink <clears throat> or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You see, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. 
So when you are pursuing God, not things, then God is going and you are pursuing to be, you are pursuing the agenda of his kingdom, uh, of uh, exp- ex- extending his dominion over the territory of earth. And uh, you, are, you, are ex- you are pursuing righteousness, right, standing with him. Then other things will be added to you by the and the keys of the kingdom you know other things will be added to you by the favor so it's it's dimension it's favor unlocking that as you go after god see so 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 when you honor god when you make him your priority then he will he will unlock it will unlock favor over your life <clears throat> the other aspect of honor is honoring uh, other men especially persons in authority Honoring other men, but, uh, other people, human beings, especially persons in authority. Examples are, for example, the the there are people in governing governing authority, uh, governing authority, and uh, uh, this is leadership. For example, government. <clears throat> for instance, the scripture said this in uh, Romans chapter thirteen, from verse one to seven. It says, "Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities." For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. <clears throat> that makes it clear. So it's God who desires us to obey authority. Consequently, he who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. <clears throat> for rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for uh, those who do wrong. Uh, do you want to be free from fear of one in authority? Then do what is right, and he will commend you for his God's servant to do uh, to do you good. But if you do wrong, uh, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant, an agent of the of of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also because of conscience. Then verse 6 and 7 is what I want to emphasize. It says, this is, this is why uh, you pay taxes for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then re- revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. You see, so we are supposed to honor, respect, give honor, pay taxes because of authority. So we honor by submitting, by paying taxes, by giving respect, by giving honor. See? So, 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 honor is required of us in, in terms of uh, the persons in, in authority, in uh, governing authority. The, if you read uh, uh, the second aspect of honoring men is spouses. If you can read that from First Peter chapter three verse one to seven, it speaks about wives on submitting to their husbands, and it speaks about uh, husbands respecting their wives and uh, expressing love to them in uh, in terms of uh, treating them with knowledge, you know, with wisdom, uh, uh, so that their prayers will not be hindered. See, so then in uh, the other aspect of honoring uh, people in authority is honoring parents, and this is uh, spoken of in Exodus chapter. Uh, Exodus chapter just within the Ten Commandments and it's repeated later in Ephesians chapter 6 it says uh, in Exodus chapter 20 verse 12 it says honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land 
the Lord your God is giving you. So uh, there's a blessing that uh, is unlocked when you honor parents or guardians. See, so 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 there's an honor from uh, 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 honoring your parents. There's also honoring leaders in the marketplace, leaders in the workplace. Eh? It is it is uh, it is not just uh, uh, you should. Some people just think about honoring. They're selective in their honor. But the thing is, like, this is what the scriptures say about the workplace. It says in Colossians chapter uh, 3, verse 22 to 24, what was the workplace in the context of those days? It says, uh, slaves, uh, obey your earthly uh, masters in everything and and do it not only when their eye is on you and to win their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. You see, so it's God who's giving the command that we submit to leaders in the context, within the context of the workplace. Eh? See, and, uh, and uh, because it's God we are, we are serving, and uh, it gives an, an inference that actually you will win favor with them. But it says, don't just do it for that. Do it because of sincerity with heart. When it says in verse 22, it says that, uh, and do it not only when their eyes are new and to win fa- their favor. So you can win their favor by, by that. But it says, don't just do it because of that, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord, because it's God you're serving. And God will uh, favor you. As you honor authority in workplace, is the Lord you're serving. Because it says, uh, uh, in verse 24 that uh, you will receive an, an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. There is favor that comes from, is unlocked when you honor uh, your, or, or your, your workplace leaders. Uh. And uh, there is also favor that is unlocked when you honor ministers in the kingdom, when you honor kid kingdom citizens uh, and especially uh, ministers in the kingdom. Uh, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 10 verse 40 to 41 he says uh, he who receives you receives me and he who receives me uh, 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 receives uh, uh, and he who receives me receives the one who sent me anyone who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward and anyone who receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward you see so so, uh, 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 so so you see like so, so you see speaking about when you're honoring a prophet honoring a righteous person when you're honoring there will be a reward for that there's a reward for that from what Jesus said so it unlocks favor honoring ministers and believe other believers uh, then an example of that is in uh, in uh, if you read Second Kings chapter four verse eight to seventeen, it speaks about a Shunammite woman who had perceived that uh, by discernment that Elisha was a man of God, a holy man of God, and so he decided to be, provide a place where Elisha could be coming and staying and taking he would she would take care of her. She was a wealthy woman, and because of that kind of honor, then uh, one day Elisha asked asked his servant to go and find out what does she need then she said the servant told him that he doesn't have a child and because of that Elisha made a prophetic declaration releasing a blessing that activated the the conception of a child even though the woman would not believe and and uh, 
and what happened actually is that just as Elisha spread as prof and by prophetic declaration spoken over her she had a child and later on when the child was sick and died Elisha also raised the child from the dead see so the honor uh, to ministers has a reward has a reward and because the kingdom of darkness knows that honor has a reward of honor of God and honor of all the kinds of people then the kingdom of darkness fights the culture of honor the, this kingdom culture of honor they fights it among citizens of the kingdom of heaven using various strategies for example pride because when people uh, people refuse to honor others because they feel that by doing so they are relinquishing their self-worth so you feel like you are so big that you can't highly regard somebody maybe like you're a minister and you feel like you can't highly regard some another minister you or you find you can't regard highly another colleague in the profession maybe you feel like they're too young for you to uh, uh, speak well of them and elevate them some people feel like you you can't honor your husband you feel like and you are you are you are equal but you feel like you're equal partners huh? and you see like you can't honor them some people feel like you can't honor their wife because you're the husband or you feel like you can't honor uh Honor, uh, 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 some, maybe some other, any other kind of person who requires honor. You know, not honoring government authorities. You know, not honoring certain people because you feel like it makes you, like you are, you are, you are, you are lesser. You're expressing yourself lesser because you want to keep yourself up there. So you're estimating pride is the estimation of yourself above people. Like in, it's it's an inappropriate estimation of yourself. It's like overestimation of yourself, and. Uh, feeling pompous and, and sometimes even arrogant so pride makes people refuse to honor and pride you no know, came from uh is a seed of rebellion actually it's what came from lucifer himself when he rebelled from the kingdom of heaven and uh, was kicked out because he wanted to take over the place of god the other uh, th- thing the strategy that the enemy uses, the tactic uses offense when a person is offended by another, especially by a person in authority, they tend to devalue the relationship and the worth of the offender. If you're offended by your boss, if you're offended by your spouse, if you are offended by uh, uh, your pastor or another minister, if you're offended by your parent, then the offense is likely to make you devalue the relationship and also eventually dishonor the person. And the more the offense lasts, the more the offense is going to sink in. It's going to take root and it's going to create bitterness and draw a, a great wedge between you. And offense is basically unforgiveness. Huh? The scripture speak about uh, offense in this in, in Proverbs chapter 18 verse 19. It says, an offended brother is more unyielding than a fortified city. And disputes are like the bad gates of a citadel. See, disputes are the, like the bad, bad gates of citadel. So, 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 so the thing is, a uh, is a uh, offense. Offense can cause you to dishonor us. And if you are offended, then you become like a uh, like like a, you become more unyielding. A fortified city is uh, surrounded and with walls. In those days, it was so strong and and surrounded with walls that are not easy to break. Uh, for example, like Jericho, the way it was fortified, and they had to use a supernatural strategy to get into the city by, uh, as God instructed them, to go around the city seven times and the last day seven times, and then to shout, and the city was came down. It was supernatural. 
you see so fortified cities are not easy to break through but uh, it says that an offended brother is more unyielding than a fortified city so you can imagine how that is so that's why you find like when you have offense you struggle and it but the offense yield it's a barrier to break through that's why Jesus speaks about if you don't forgive others he will not your heavenly father will not forgive you you see so you should forgive so offense prevents you prevents people from honoring and therefore they are lock their blessings of uh, the flow of favor the other thing the enemy use strategy is uh, is a uh, influence by the culture of, of influ- influence uh, influencing believers kingdom citizens by the culture of dishonor in the world system that is play and 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 this culture of the world system is plagued with a number of things is plagued one with uh, praising people who are rude or disloyal to authority for and and uh, for being audacious uh, standing up for themselves and putting the leader in his place in quotes so when somebody becomes rude they say they like it the way he put the leader in his place they like it because of the way they stood up against them they like it because the person was audacious but that is a that is a, a promoting dishonor yeah and people were disloyal the people even written books i've seen uh, i think i saw a book a book titled disloyal, disloyal something like that you see and people praise that it's a, that's not the culture of the kingdom that's a culture of the world system and the bible speaks about uh, satan uh, as the god of this world in second uh, corinthians chapter 3 uh, chapter 4 verse 3 and 4 speaks about the god of this world you know uh, so so the thing is uh, uh, the world system is not uh, is under the influence of the kingdom of darkness through uh, satan the god of the of that world system so the thing is uh, we need to 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 infuse our environment with the culture of the kingdom of heaven that's our kingdom mandate not to embrace the culture of the world system and the other thing he uses in terms of influence the enemy uses in, uh, of the world system by influencing the aspect the culture of dishonor in the world system is uh, is uh, uh, that is it's plagued this culture is plagued with contemptuous remarks incessant complaints and constant criticism of leaders remember first corinthians chapter 15 verse 3 says do not be misled bad company corrupts good moral so as we connect with the world and uh, and non-believers and we we allow ourselves to hear their ways and con- and allow ourselves to be influenced with them we will embrace their contemptuous remarks their incessant complaints and constant criticism of leaders and wear out leaders and even discourage them huh? and god will have issues the same way like you find moses had this experience the israelites were constantly complaining they were constantly criticizing uh him criticizing god you know there were contemptuous things you know even the remarks that uh, uh even aaron and miriam fell into that trap at some point and god punished her for example miriam by inflicting her with leprosy and she was put out of the camp for at some days see so so this because god disapproves of that you know and of complaining you know complaining everybody they were complaining and one time god sent a plague uh, uh, that killed so many people so so this is the culture of the world system and when you're always making con- uh, contemptuous remarks against uh, people in authority or against uh, including even your spouse you know or your parent you know, or or other people con- or, or any leaders you know and all that your pastor and our other pastors generally you are you are you are 
exhibiting a culture of dishonor. This other aspect of a betrayal of confidence uh, in the world system. The world system is plagued with betrayal of confidence or, uh, or trust, betrayal of trust. This is basically about a disclosure of confidential information. That's what I mean by that. That you are you receive some information in confidence, maybe from your spouse. Some people it's maybe from your ex-husband, ex-boyfriend, you know. You receive some information from or from your ex-employer or from your pastor or from your whichever place and then now you come and disclose that information. That is a seed of disloyalty that you have. That is a seed of dishonor because you are given that information from a confidence uh, place and now you go and share it on social media. You share it with other people within the institution. You share it with third parties in details and bring out secret and, and sensitive information. Huh? And you may just feel but it's just gossip and you're bringing out things. Huh? So you should be careful about that thing. Even if you're speaking in, in quotes to vent, be careful because you are you are expressing, you are, you are coming out from the culture of the world. You're trying to validate yourself, but in the process, you are, you are, you are seeking validation from other people about your position or trying to bring them down. Uh, but the thing is that the information is given you from a point of confidence. So if you disclose it, it's dishonor. It's an issue of character that you have, bad character. So not, uh, and find like that as happens when people break up in relation. Find like somebody shared something in confidence with another. Maybe they shared their vision or maybe they shared something that their family experiences and then now you go out and share that information with third parties. Share even the, 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 the things like, or somebody shared with them their business plan and strategy and then now you go and share with third parties or use it, you know. So these are things that have character issues. Eh? So dishonor leads to disfavor uh, and it terminates relationships or spoils them ruins them and this and closes many doors dishonor it will limit the flow of a, of a favor in the way that god would want it to to flow dishonor of god dishonor of men an example of this is concerning jesus huh? is uh in matthew chapter uh, 13 verse from verse 53 to 58 it says when jesus had finished those parables he moved on from there uh, coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? They asked. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And, he, and they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, Only in his hometown and in his own house is a prophet without honor. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. So because, because one of the things that makes people dishonor a person is familiarity. Maybe because this is your relative, this is your friend or somebody you've been around for some time. Somebody you're within in meetings, you may keep meeting every and then you forget that this person is carrying something of value. And so that's why you find like some many people are in proximity to great people. They don't experience the benefits of being with them because they have become too familiar. They have developed an unhealthy familiarity. So you may find a husband may have, or may have something or a wife may have something that the others that, that a husband 
can benefit from or the husband has something the wife can benefit from and is highly regarded out there but when they go at home they are devalued so what is in them cannot be transmitted to their spouse because of a familiarity that has created dishonor you know this that has created maybe absence of honor if i could put it that way and sometimes dishonor see or or it can be another relative it can be it can be uh, somebody else a minister that you work with and is doing great things like in the case of Jesus so Jesus came he was doing mighty works and instead of seeing the value that he carried the familiarity made them to take offense and saying like this is somebody we know is not anyone and, and there's nothing really great about him they know even his sisters brothers his, his father well, that was just basically in that context of adoptive father because you know he was conceived of the holy spirit joseph was not really his biological father yeah so but the, what was the result the result was they had a loss of uh, the flow of what god was doing the favor in verse 30 in 58 it says and he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith some version says he marveled at their lack of faith you see See, so because of that yeah dishonor so dishonor so honor is a key for unlocking favor honor to god and honor to men uh, as we conclude the episode i'd like you to reflect on this to what extent have you embraced the kingdom culture of honor whether it's honoring god in the ways that i've said obeying his commands when the spirit of god speaks to you do you obey immediately and quickly or worshiping him giving him offering generously not seeing it as god is taking away from you but uh, faithfully in giving to him generously praising and worshiping him yeah from your heart not as a religious thing or honoring people do you honor governing authorities do you or are you one of those people who goes to social medias and and uh, adds to the negative voices from the world system over over speaking to negatively about leaders and about about uh, governing authorities uh, and about pastors uh? Uh, do you honor spouses do you honor parents do you honor leaders in the workplace uh? see so do you honor mentors uh? coach you know, and other people have been put into your life you have your teachers uh, lecturers you know all those kind of people your departmental leaders uh? so uh, the, remember the question is, is to what extent have you embraced the kingdom culture of honor So if you have concluded uh, if you have been blessed by this episode I would like you to share and subscribe uh, if you have it so that you don't miss future episodes and I would like you to give us feedback from the podcast platform from which you are listening to the messenger uh, the e- or the email addresses provided in the show notes uh, you you can use the podcast platform or you can use the email addresses Uh, address that is provided or the social media accounts you can get in touch with us with any of those and uh, and uh, just let us know how this has blessed you i pray for you that god will grant you grace to overcome the barriers uh, to that cause dishonor and become a person who uh, who is walking in the kingdom culture of honor and therefore unlock the flow of the favor of god in your life may god bless you